Welcome to the Expert Ownership Podcast, where we launch faith-filled entrepreneurs into greater freedom and success. But you know what? It's more than that. We want to help you thrive in the midst of today's cancel culture. Our goal is to raise up workplace warriors who will stand for what they believe in, whatever the cost. You can find out more by visiting expertownership.com. But without further ado, here we go. I've been really, really feeling it. About to bust a move, watch out, let me get it. If you really, really feeling it, put it in your left hand, right hand, throw it up and hit it. We're back. Our expert ownership CEO and master coach Eric Beck is with us, and I'm so excited I, because we just I did. missed him last week. I know. Well, I missed him. <laughs> He's 10 times better than you are. I know. I assure right? you of that. But, but here's the cool <laughs> thing. We just did a webinar about why people are unhappy at work and what can we do about it. And, and whether it's people that work for you or with you or around you or are affi- loosely affiliated with you, people are generally, you know, we, we sense unhappiness at times, even ourselves. But what can we do about it? That's not a perpetual state. And so what I wanted to do on this podcast, I said, Eric, that webinar was absolutely smoking. By the way, yeah. you can get a recording to that webinar. Go to expertownership.com. You can request a recording of the webinar. It was it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But I want to actually unpack it a little bit more on this podcast. So, Eric, I want you to go ahead and introduce it to us. Yeah, yeah. And then let's unpack some of these things. And then, Jason, if you've got anything intelligent to I say, I always have something intelligent <laughs> to say. Okay. Go oh, ahead. my gosh. Hey, well, here's the thing, guys. If you want the recording and you're already an owner suite, you're going to get it. So you're going to get that thing for free. If you weren't able to make it to the webinar, then make sure that you jump on there. You can get it by joining Owner Suite, and you can also just purchase it um, one off if you want to. But we just want to make sure everybody gets access to it. As always, if there's something that you know you're like, hey man, I really want, want that recording. I really need it. I, I don't have two dimes to rub together right now. You know what? Just reach out to us. Reach out to us. That's right. Right. We're, we are in business, but we are also kingdom business people. So we want to make Eric, sure people they, get what they need. How do so, they get? Uh, yeah. How do they get an owner suite, Eric? Yeah. So you'll just go to if you guys go to owner, expertownership.com, At the top, there's a button up there that says webinars, and if you click on that button, that's going to take you um, right to where you can either just get the single recording or you can dive into to uh, to owner suite. All kinds of good stuff in there, especially on that education. Just chock full. Yes, and Owner Suite is our monthly membership for folks to come in. If you want, if you are a kingdom-minded entrepreneur or you want to become one, join us at Expert Ownership. We are doing a lot of fun things. But Eric, let's yeah. let's dive into this topic, man. Yeah. We got to talk about what's going to keep people happy at work. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start off with what we talked about in the in the webinar, which was this Achievers Workforce Institute surveyed more than four thousand two hundred employees and sixteen hundred. HR leaders from across the just this February, so just a couple months ago, and after digging through all the data set and their, their team of behavioral research scientists, you know, did all the stuff, they boiled it down to two words about why people are not happy at work, and it is employee recognition. And so, oh, uh, here, let's just, again, let's unpack that. I, I was t- talking to everybody about this book, which I recommend, called The Fifth Discipline Field Book. It was written a long time ago, so it's an old book. But at the very beginning, it has this story about these two people in Africa. And they're walking down the pathway. And they're heading towards each other. You know, so they're going to they're gonna cross, right? And, and the greeting that they used, I don't remember which nation it was, but the greeting that they used was something to the effect of, I see you, brother. And then the other man's reply was, and so I am seen. Mm. Now that's recognition, 
recognition wow. is not like you're awesome, you're great, high five. Eh, not so great. Real recognition is I recognize you. I see you. And I wow. and I in the spirit, I really see you. And real community is when Jason says to David or David says to Eric or Eric says to Jason, I see you. And boy, you feel that. When someone sees you spiritually, it's like, what is happening right now? That is the body of Christ. That is the hand can't say to the foot, I have no need of you or any of that kind of nonsense. And the enemy has tried so hard to isolate us. Real recognition means that I am seeing God in you and that that as on the receiving end, what that means is that when you see God in me, then it, it, it allows me to see God in me, and it allows mm. me to become in that moment even more of what I'm destined to be. So I took this research to say, well, you know, high-fiving people and telling them that they're great is okay. It's better than ignoring people. But true kingdom employee recognition starts with this word recognize to really, really see somebody in the moment. Well, I, I think about my son. Uh, my youngest boy was shooting hoops the other day. Lori and I were sitting out uh, at our fire pit, and she said, David, you have to look over. He keeps looking over to see if you see him. I wasn't even paying attention. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was that I was doing. But, of course, I didn't just look over. I got up and went over there and started videoing him, and then I started throwing some alley-oops with him. We were on a very small small goal. But it was just great because I, I, I can see that. And I remember another, I'll be super vulnerable here, uh, a conversation with my 16-year-old daughter one time a while back. And she had been really quiet over uh, two or three months. And I, my wife and I couldn't quite figure it out. We're you know always talking with our kids and we're very much involved in our kids' lives. And she just started to tear up and then she started to cry and she just said, I feel invisible at times. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Mm. Like I never even, I mm. mean, that didn't even cross my mind. So mm -hmm. here in the last, you know, few weeks, this whole idea of seeing and being yeah. seen, it really hits home to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what people are starved for. You know, all of the talk about social media and algorithms and cancel culture. So, you know, again, some of you guys may be like, man, I hear this word algorithm all the time. What in the world does that even mean? What it really just means is it's just a logic sequence. That means if this happens, then this happens. It's a bunch of if then statements. That's all an algorithm is. And so when you think about, well, how does social media work? Well, it's just saying if you like this or click on this or linger on this or if on some other app, you are on a page that has this or whatever. It's like, hey, well, if that, then I'm going to give you more of that. And, you know, this is a good example of Pharaoh tools. So Pharaoh tools are, are tools that I use that example all the time, right? It's like the, the, the king of Egypt who enslaved the Hebrews and he made them work as slaves. Often in the modern day, we are slaving, but we don't know it because we inherited all these tools from hundreds of generations of people before us that where we never really examined at the presuppositional level, at the worldview level, at what the Bible calls the stronghold level, we never looked at the root of what we're doing. So, you know, I got in business to sell shoes. I'm here to sell shoes. And so if the algorithm on Instagram or Facebook can help you see an ad about shoes because you typed into your friend, hey, I'm looking for some shoes, like how's that bad? That's the purpose of business. That's exactly right. the Pharaoh model, right? Is that, that's, that is a precise right. example of like, hang on a second. Actually, the purpose of business is to help facilitate the daily realization of the calling of the people on your team and those you serve. 
Wow, that's so good. So <laughs> you see, again. if you start business with what seems to be a righteous idea, I just want to sell shoes. People need shoes. I'm going to sell shoes. Then you make a series of rational decisions like if-then statements, a.k.a. an algorithm. You say, well, how could that be bad? And here's how it's bad. Because if you didn't start with the right presupposition for business, what has happened to that algorithm is it's not just showing me shoes because I'm interested in shoes. It's showing me anything that reinforces a certain outrage worldview that makes me hate and afraid of anyone else who doesn't think that same way. And that is the output of an unexamined pattern. And the Bible calls that a stronghold. Sometimes it's called a besetting sin or an iniquity. It's not a single bad choice. It is a good choice inside of a container, which is going the wrong mm-hmm. direction. Just like, you know, what, what's that phrase about being on the Titanic? Like you're, you're cleaning. What, what is that phrase? You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're rearranging the yeah. deck chairs. Yeah, the, on, yeah. yeah, on yeah. a sinking ship. On a sinking ship, yeah. exactly. Or, or polishing the brass on the Titanic. Thank you. That's exactly it. See, that is kingdom thinking. That is when I say, yes. okay, now, is polishing the brass a good thing? Sure it is. So I should do it, right? In Jesus' name, right? Well, yeah. not not quite. We need to go back and go, what ship are you on right now? Because we've inherited a whole way of working that is crushing our culture and ripping our families apart. And so when Mm. we start diving into stuff like this, like we do in our coaching program with our clients, what we start saying is like, okay, let's make sure there's no unexamined habits in the way you're running your business that might accidentally be unrighteous. Because if we can start eradicating those and substituting in good kingdom policies and procedures, everything will start changing. And yeah, you will sell more shoes. You will. That's but, one of, right? Exactly. And that's, that's one of the things I love uh, about our coaching program is that we, just like in baseball with Jason and I, I if I'm going to hit a baseball, I don't just take the bat and thrust it forward. I go backward to go forward. I don't take a ball and just push it forward to the plate. I drop my hand, rear my arm back, and throw it forward. When I jump, I don't just lunge my toes into the ground and push myself up. I go down to go up. So taking that analyzing of your attitudes, going back, taking the flagship assessment, finding out where you are, which by the way, I want to, you know, it just hit me. You should talk about the flagship assessment in the context of this mm. seeing yourself. Cause mm-hmm. we got to see mm-hmm. ourselves as well for, you know, like self-awareness to see where we are so that we can be incredibly effective. But when we take the flagship assessment, we actually can reveal hey, here are some areas where I'm not maximizing my employees' potential or I'm not maximizing my vendors or my contractors or even perhaps maybe not even aligning them with the correct vision so that we make sure that we're on a boat that's not sinking, even though we're doing a lot of really good things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, w- I want to turn all you guys listening to this into some form of spiritual ninja, some sp- form of like yes. spiritual Navy SEAL, because one of the things that, that all those warriors do really great is tracking You know, it's Mm. like if you really want to be great at what you're doing, you have to really become a student of it. And this even Mm. applies to our relationships, right? For our wives, if we don't become a student of of our relationship with our wife, it's not going to grow. 
You know, I have to that's learn good. her. And and the thing that's so awesome about it is it's a book that never finishes, right? It's like there's always another chapter. There's always another layer. There's always more depth. You know, there's always something there. Whenever it seems like there's not something to learn means I have unhinged my wagon from the, the right worldview. And I'm just in some form of survival or just make it to tomorrow. I mean, think about it, guys. Why is it that so many people want to trade five days of one thing? for two days of another. You see, if you're actually, (laughs) right, if you're actually doing kingdom work, you have to stop on Sunday and say, this is good. This is, like, this gives me energy. This doesn't drain me and wipe me out. This, I have to just discipline myself to go, okay, for a whole day, I'm going to (laughs) Sabbath and then I'm going to dive back in, right? But if you're working in Pharaoh's model or with Pharaoh's tools in that worldview on that Titanic, on that boat, right? Then what's happening is it's sucking the life out of you. It's draining you. And you can try to apply righteous decisions in each moment. And I know that you guys are doing that, right? Everybody listening to this, I know you're trying hard to apply the righteous principle in the moment. But what we're here to do is to say we have to realize that you cannot be a great hockey player on a basketball court. And so many of us are in a business that is completely um, inherited from principles that are unexamined. So in reinventing our relationship to work, in reinventing our businesses, we help you do that, as Dave was just saying, by this tool that we built um, called the Flagship Assessment. And so what it does is it says, okay, in all 12 areas of your business, that's sales, marketing, finance, leadership, management, all those. And they all kind of uh, relate to an area of the boat. So like the helm is is where the captain is. That's the area of leadership, et cetera. So the flagship is measuring four areas. It's, is it performing up to standard? The second area is, is that area systemized? Which means, is it written and focused on outcomes, how to do it and what outcomes you get when you do it? Are all the systems speaking the same language and work together? That means, is it standardized? And then finally, is it scalable? So that's what we're really trying to measure. And in each of those areas mm. of questions, we'll find out, is there a Pharaoh you know, cog or a Pharaoh joint or a Pharaoh joist or some Pharaoh thing, you know, whatever, like accidentally inserted that we can pull out and replace with the, with the kingdom process. So let's kind of land the plane here and, and circle back to what we've been really hovering around, which is this whole idea of why people are not satisfied, you know, what, why they're unhappy. I think the main reason that people are unhappy at work is because the work is not worship. That's the main reason. We have not reinvented work. We have not reinvented our relationship to work by making it a game worth playing, by making it truly valuable, by making it worship. And because we haven't done that, we've turned millions of people into wage slaves. And we've said, hey, all it takes to be a, you know, a good Christian is just tithe or you know, just try not to sin. But, but, but the way, the truth, and the life is so much more than just that, than, than just try to you know, hang on until the end. We don't want to hang on until the end. We want to advance the kingdom. We want to take ground. We want to change the world. We want to do what we were asked to do, which is to make disciples of the nations. And a disciple, someone who has discipline, has removed that which is unnecessary in their life. Now, expert ownership is all about that. But we want to start with your business. Let's remove what is unnecessary in the business. So we are discipling your business. And that starts by changing your mind and your paradigm and your worldview about what the purpose of business is 
and then how to go about that business in a systematic approach. Doing this sets people free. You know, people love work that is meaningful. They love consistent feedback on their behavior, and they love to earn money that is commensurate with the value that they're creating. So one of the ways that we help business owners actually operationalize this idea is to make sure, number one, that you're equally yoked. So when you hire a new employee, and even with the employees that you have now, one thing I want you guys to think about is, are you equally yoked? Are we plowing in the same direction? Now, we know about equally yoking and, and the idea of like, you know, a believer and a non-believer. But I want to take it a little bit further. What about the idea of the physical yoking? If you think about it, if the oxen are side by side, the yoke is across their shoulders, okay? If one of those oxen is a little lower and we don't adjust the yoke, what will happen? What will happen is they will plow in a circle towards the shorter or smaller oxen, right? Because they're taking shorter steps. The other oxen is taking longer steps, and we're going in a, in a big circle, kind of like a tank, where one tread on the right side is turning more slowly, and on the left side, it's turning a little faster. And so given enough space, they're going to make a big circle. Right now, some of you are hearing this, and you're thinking, man, I have been making circles with my team. And the good news is you don't have to. Okay? And the way to get out of that problem is to start to see it the right way. It's unequal yoking. And one of the first ways to get lined up is to make sure that everybody who is working with you and anybody you might hire is number one, sold on your strategic vision. The perfect customer story of exactly what it's like when we're serving the right people the right way for the right reasons. If you have not created that story yet, you do not have the ability to create an equally yoked relationship with your team. And therefore, from the get-go, you're already behind. You're already stumbling. That is the first and most important thing that you're going to do. Because when you have that, now we're aiming at the same target. The purposes in your heart and the purposes in their heart are now aligned. And they're aligned and they're focused. You know that old phrase, to chase two rabbits is to catch none. That's really the heart of frustration with our employees. They're just not going where we're going. And the reason that they're not generally is because we didn't hire them based on calling. We hired them based on need, and that's not enough. Okay, that's a great example of a Pharaoh system that needs to get replaced with a kingdom system. When we hire people the right way, we're hiring on calling, competency, and character. You cannot align calling if you haven't made your calling explicit. Habakkuk 2.2, take the vision, write it down, make it plain, so that the ones who reads it will run. That's what we're talking about, guys, is you have to birth the baby. It can't just be that you are the business. It has to live outside of you. And if you want it to get translated into the correct way, multi-generationally, it can't just be stuff you say. It has to be a story. Meet Amanda. She is an ideal customer for us because, because, because. And then she did this and found out about us. And then it felt this way to her when she encountered this. And she was surprised about this. This was so great. She had finally found her solution. That's what we're talking about, guys. We're talking about a story like that. That's what's going to get alignment. And that is the key for people being fully engaged. Because when you see their calling, when you recognize their calling and they recognize your calling, something absolutely magical happens. Now, the second thing that I want to say is this. If you do what I just said, that's a huge first step. But you need to go all the way. 
You need to win the prize, break the tape at the finish line. And how you do that is by paying people based on what they do instead of for their time. Now, when you pay people for time, and we do have to pay people for time, if you're listening to this in the United States, right, that is the law. So, of course, you have to follow the law. But if you pay people for time only, and you think that this is a great idea, again, this is a Pharaoh system we need to rip out. We need to pay people for their time plus the value they create. Think about what happens when you pay two people who do two different qualities of work the same amount of money just because they were there the same amount of time. What are you doing? You're punishing the great employee and you're rewarding the mediocre employee. And in the long term, maybe even in the midterm, you are telling the great employee, don't even try. Don't even try. It doesn't matter how hard you work this week. You're going to get paid the same. If we want people to think and act like owners, and that's what we're all about here at Expert Ownership. We want you to think like an owner, owning every part of your life, owning your business, taking full responsibility for it. But we want your people to think and act like owners as well. Well, how in the world are they going to act like an owner? You pay them like an employee. You pay them like a wage slave. You see, it really comes back to us first. So what we want to do is we want to pay them a great base pay. And then we want to have a way where every payday they can get rewarded for the high quality work they're doing. Now, this merit-based system ignites a fire in your team for excellence, for achievement, for really what we call self-esteem. Self-esteem is nothing but esteemable acts recognized by yourself. That's why it's called self-esteem. It doesn't come from the outside. It comes from the inside. And when you give people a game worth playing and you make sure that they know when they score a touchdown, they'll be the ones generating that internal pride and that internal accomplishment and feeling of success that they know they're fulfilling their calling, that they're really walking and working and worshiping in exactly the way they're supposed to be. Well, that's expert ownership, and I'll turn it back over to Dave and Jason, but I want to tell you, this is what we're all about. And if we can help you do this, please let us know. ExpertOwnership.com. We've got programs from everybody, for everybody, from startup all the way to serial entrepreneurs and everything in the middle. So wherever you're at, please reach out and let us know how we can help you. Man, that is good, good stuff. I tell you, I, and, and I'm thankful that Eric talked about our flagship assessment when David and I were hot and heavy in our business, we were getting things, uh, we had already gotten things off the ground and all that. And, and we had, we had met Eric and this is uh, before we brought him on as our CEO of expert ownership. we had met him. We took that flagship and it was powerful. It showed us so much stuff at, you know, there was a lot of red on there. I got to be honest. Here I am the guy teaching people about business. And there was a lot of red on there that showed me that I had some improvements to do, but it was so good. It was so good. Now, here's here's full disclosure. Okay. David just left me. And Eric is remote. And Eric already had to jump off to do another keynote speaking engagement. So here I am, Jason. I am closing this out myself. And I have to ask myself, own it or loan it? Like, what am I going to do? Am I going to own it working by myself? Or am I going to loan it working by myself? I'm going to own it. Okay. I don't, I don't want to be a solopreneur right now, but I'm going to have to be, I'm going to close this podcast out just to let you know, we are pumped about helping launch faith-filled entrepreneurs, integrative freedom and success at expert ownership. So we're thankful that you are part of the family that we've got here at expert ownership. If you're interested in joining owner suite, which is our monthly membership and it's cheap, 
It's great. It's awesome. Go to expertownership.com. Or you know what I'll do? I'll do even I'll do you one even better. Email Sarah at Expert Ownership. She's our director of owner services. Email her and just tell her, hey, I'm interested. And that's that's like a backdoor way to come in and join our community. So thank you for being a part of Expert Ownership. Thank you to our sponsor, Christian Healthcare Ministries. If you are interested in any type of alternative healthcare to the big fancy high dollar stuff like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and the others, then go to a health sharing plan. We have joined Christian Healthcare Ministries. We've been a part of them for almost 20 years, and they are fantastic, or as some people would say, fantastic. Go to expertownership.com forward slash CHM. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next time. I've been really, really feeling it. Feeling it. Gotta bust a move, watch out.